You are listening to Hands at Work Audio. This message was recorded on January 12, 2013, from The Hub in South Africa. George Snayman shares his message entitled, Engaging the Heart. Okay, let's start with, I want to say this is a title, It All Starts with the Heart. It all starts with the heart. Okay, I'm going to show it to you. In Jeremiah 17, verse 10. Let's look at that. Jeremiah 17, verse 10. Everything is going to be here, and I'm happy for all of you to have it, so you don't have to look at Jeremiah's after Hebrews. And, okay? Here we go. I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to their deeds, what their deeds deserve. The biggest challenge we face in hands at work is not money, it's not process, organizational strength or strategy. I want to suggest it is how we think. It is how we think. If we are like-minded, but on what foundation? The basis of everything is our hearts. I want to read to you from 1 John 2, verse 15 to 17. All scripture today, okay? Listen. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of our eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and all its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. This is an incredible passage. It gives us three things, okay? Look at that. It says there are three issues we've got to deal with when we talk about the heart and love, where our hearts are. Lust for the flesh, that is a desire to indulge. Lust for the eyes, that's a desire to possess. And the third one is a heart-eating one. The pride of life. Listen to these words. The desire to impress. Can I be vulnerable? Guilty. Watch out for me if I try to impress, okay? Deal with me. Our hearts is to be focused on God as we are to love Jesus and not this world. We should not seek the riches, the honor, or fulfilling of life. We should seek Him. I know when we get to this place, we say, George, what do you say? That we must die in poverty? Proverbs 22, verse 4. Proverbs 22, verse 4. Humility is the fear of the Lord. It's wages, listen to this, are riches and honor and life. God said, those three worldly things 
that distract you from me. If you love me, I'll give him to you anyway. The difference is, it will come from me and not from the world. Our hearts are in such bad shape that God has to do a transplant every day. And we have to hope on Him and trust in Him every day. Let me read to you Ezekiel 36 verse 26 and 27. I will give you a new heart. I will, oh man, this is beautiful, isn't it? I will put a new spirit in you. I will remove from your, you your heart. I will take it out. I'll remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Not George. The word of God says, you have a heart of stone. But God gives us incredible promise. He said, I will take that heart out and I'll give you, I'll give you a new heart. I'll give you a new heart with my Holy Spirit. And if I give you a new heart, listen to this, what's the amazing thing? You will want to follow me because it's my heart. You know, the heart is a very mystical thing. Eh? You know that they've done heart transplants and the person that got the new heart recognized the murderer who murdered the previous person whose heart they got. You know, sometimes people's eye, the color of their eyes change. People can't, they can't explain it. There's a huge mystery around our hearts. God said, Chris, I'll take your heart out. I'll give you a new heart. You will want to you will want to read my word. You will want to pray. You will want you want to be with me all the time. I'll give it to you. You not because he didn't say you deserve it. I'll give it to you. That's a promise to us. A renew a renewed heart. I want to read it from Ezekiel eleven. Verse 19. Oh, listen to this promise. If he says them, he talks about us, right? I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their hearts of stone and give them a heart of flesh. God allows us to make choices. We can seek the good, the bad, or the best for our lives. God gives us a choice. Do we want this new heart? Or do we want to continue this morning trying to patch up our own hearts, justifying why I am bitter, why I haven't forgiven that guy yet, why they make me so angry. And think, I'm going to try harder this year. I'm going to read my Bible. Only to be condemned a week later, knowing that we cannot do it because our hearts are terrible. 
But you and I have got to get to the place where we say, it's true. And because it's true, we cry. Guys, you've got to cry out. That's the thing when you read the autobiography of, of the faith heroes. All of them got to a place, all of them got to a place where they were so desperate. Some of them actually became even suicidal. Amazing faith leaders. They became so desperate with their own wickedness. And in that, they totally flung themselves into the arms of Jesus. And he gave them a new heart. Our problem is not that we go too far. Our problem is we try to patch up an old heart. And God said, I'll give you a new one. Listen to Job 22, verse 22 to 26. Accept instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. If you remove wickedness far from your tent and assign, listen to this, assign your nuggets to the dust and your gold of offer to the rocks and the ravines, then the Almighty will be your gold, the choicest silver for you. Surely then you will find delight in the Almighty and will lift up your face to God. You know what that means? You know what's a simple language for that? I remember years ago, I had such a vision, I shared it to some of you, where I saw people standing in a row and they held something in their hands and they stood like this. I shared it to you, right? And Jesus came. And, and he had, a, he had a, a bag, like one of these bags. I think Dan has got one. Like, yeah, you know. Dan is very trendy. And he had a bag like that. And his hand was in the bag. And Jesus would go to the people standing like this and he would say, open your hand. I've got a diamond for you. And I tell you, I watch the people as they stood there. And he will move on one after the other. And not one could open their hands. I saw some trying. I saw some just saying no. And then as Christ walked away, I saw them opening their eyes and they opened their hands. And they had worthless black stones in their hands. Friends, that's the simplest illustration I can give to you. You might think, what fools? That's us. That's us. We hold on to our security. People that's going to support us or this that's going to... And, and yes, I know, I know God's speaking, but I, I've got to hold on. In Deuteronomy, um, there's a beautiful verse that say, some people are tilting their own lands and they work and they irrigate it so they make it work. But God say, come into the promised land. I, I will give you rain from heaven. But for that to happen, you've got to leave your irrigated lands. You've got to leave the places where you're holding onto the black, worthless stones. This is what Job is saying. Job is saying, if you let go of all the fancy gold and all the things and nuggets that's been given to you, if you let go of that black, worthless stone, now I'm not talking money here necessarily, you understand that, eh? If you let go of those securities, God say, I, I will give it to you. I'll give you something much more. In Psalm 37, verse 4 and 5, we read this. Take delight in the Lord, 
and He will give you the desires of your hearts. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him. And He will do this. Guys, it's promises that we hear, but how do we apply it? That's my question I'm pushing for you. How do we actually apply it in our lives? In hands, as individuals, as leaders, when we go into the CBOs, when we have meetings, how do we do that? So I want to ask these questions. What is the focus of my heart? What am I doing daily to fix that? Do I try to patch up my heart? Or do I abandon my heart every day and I flung myself into God's hands and I say, if you don't give me a heart, I cannot get out of bed. I'll die. I'll die because my heart is not coming with me today. I need your heart. Do we in Hans' family realize that all scriptural life stems from the heart. It comes from the heart. I'm going to show us now. Are we using the world's methods or are we relying on Christ for a new heart? The Bible instructs us to know Christ and to abide in Him. We see that in Philippians 3 verse 10. And to worship Him Philippians 3, I want to know Christ and the power of His resurrection and the sharing of His sufferings by becoming like Him in His death. In Matthew 6, verse 33, Jesus said, Seek my kingdom of righteousness and I will give you the rest. You've got to seek me first. If you seek me, I will meet you. I will. I'm your dad. In Jeremiah 17, verse 5 and 7, we read this. This is what the Lord say. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart, whose heart turns away from the Lord. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. Cursed is the man who chase after Paul or Apollos, who chase after things and systems, and it's drawing them away from God. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Okay, we're coming to a conclusion, so this is not going to take long. Okay, you're doing very well. We are stewards of our time, our talents, and our treasures. And we will be rewarded accordingly. It's a spiritual law. I want to read to you Matthew 16, 27. For the Son of Man is going to come in His Father's glory with His angels. And then He will reward each person according to what they have done. Now remember when we say that. You've got to build that now on everything else I said before that. Remember, I said over and over in the beginning, you cannot do it. You cannot do it. 
You cannot be a smart person. You cannot make God happy. Actually, somewhere in Jeremiah, it says an incredible verse. It says, your best attempts are like filthy rags to the Lord. Now, I want you to go and study what that filthy rags actually mean. But it is, yeah, it really is filthy. He said, yeah, if you want to know, I'll tell you afterwards. He said, your best attempts are filthy rags. So when God said, I will reward you for your attempts, do not go to the road now. I've got to work harder. I've got to pray harder. It's not like that. You've got a heart of stone. So where do we start? What is this that God is talking about? He's talking about us coming to Him and saying, Lord, I'm abandoning myself and I embrace your kingdom. I'm asking you, that promise you made in Ezekiel. Yeah, yeah. Draw a pen there and say, cut. Give me a new heart. Give me that spirit that you promised. And guys, hunt it down until that joy explodes in your heart. Somebody from Hans spoke to me about three days ago. And they shared with me, that undescribable joy. This, that person said, I knew everything. I had all my ducks in a row. I, I, I knew I loved Christ. I knew everything. And then something happened. That person was so hungry for Jesus. It happened here a few days ago. And that person said to me, you cannot believe it. He said, George, everything changed. That, that person sat there laughing, tears running, laughing, saying, Everything's changed. I, I, I now understand. I thought I knew it. I knew nothing. I, I got a new heart. Guys, have you had that? Have you experienced that? Maybe 10 years ago? Have you had it today? It's nothing we can do. It's given to us. But we must go and take it. What is God asking you specifically for this year? And I'm not just talking here about going through the open door with hands. I'm talking about your own well-being now. Are you tired? Are you tired chasing? Are you tired of that voices condemning you of things you've done, accusing you? You know what I am? I've got enough skeletons. We can make us if we're all smart. We get home, we roll our faces down. And our family say, I wonder if other people know them. You don't have to do it. Jesus will do it for you. Are you tired of hearing that, that you are part of an amazing family in hands, that God has called for something super amazing and special, and you struggle with that? There's always just a struggle in your heart. Are you, is that for you? Today, you can, you can turn that today. You can, you can get a deep, Deep 
supernatural understanding of how precious you are, how incredibly God has chosen you. Why? Mystery. Right? But He has. And if you are half the way I am, then you are by far your own enemy number one. I want to say to you, stop accusing others. And you've got that voice, it's that one. They don't want to work with me. They don't like me. Maybe there's a little bit of that. But I promise you, I promise you, the problem is not them. The problem is you. It's you. It's George. Okay, not you. Guys, I hear those voices also the whole time. Now I want to say to you today, I know the truth. The truth is, it's me. It's not those people. It's me. I'm the problem. Nobody can make me unhappy. How, how do you make somebody unhappy? You, you pull out the cart and you put another cart. How do you, you, nobody can make you unhappy. You choose to be unhappy. Nobody can make you bitter and angry. You choose. The moment I say something that's offending to Krishna, she's got a choice there and then. Am I going to be offended or am I going to just let it go and say, you know what, George is tired. You know what, thinking about George, I know him for so many years. Nah, it's not like him. Or even George is, he has got that mean streak. But you know what? I'm worse. Guys, it's our choices. Stop blaming other people. All you do when you blame other people, you protect your heart of stone. It's not about the other people. Here's a verse that we close with. Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 17. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Find His will. Put it in your heart. Let it occupy your mind. And become a new creature. And that's hands at work. That's our dream. And then we live it out. And many people will come to us. And God will bless them. That's our call. Thank you for joining us. www.handsatwork.org